You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Jesse. In the future, when your manager comes to you with a last-minute project with an unreasonable deadline, they will be required to actually pay a rush fee on these kinds of projects. You know, like paying for express shipping or when normal people work extra and get paid overtime. Yeah, like that. So no joke, just reasonable compensation for unreasonable workload expectations and a future where you're paid for that additional stress. This is Randy. In the future, smart homes will come with their own AIs and the robot revolution will start with toasters attacking humans at dawn with toasted crumbs shot at a million miles an hour. This is Melanie. In the future, the AI will take over, but they'll be nice to us. And they'll coordinate us working with the non-intelligent robots so that we can actually get stuff done in a you know responsible and timely manner. Welcome to the Grox Podcast, episode number 89. Yes. Is it? It, it yep. totally is. But is it? I don't like the I don't like this year's like mysterious theme. <laughs> I like the passive aggressive one, but I, I didn't like I don't like this like or is it? Because I don't know how else to do mysterious. <laughs> so it's always the same. Like, is it though? The truth is well, out there about 89. Episode number 89 at dawn on the 5th of July. No, it's not. That's not mysterious which at is all. A, which is actually, this is actually an April episode, so. April 1st. July Happy April be. 1st. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we have the April f- flus. I mean, fools. <laughs> we are the, the April floozies. fools. The floozies? You're the April floozies. <laughs> so this episode, first, we are going to talk about Love, Death, and Robots, the recent Netflix animated anthology series. Uh, We all had a chance to watch it, and we thought we wanted to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. And then also, Jesse. Yes. We we have a second segment this episode. We're continuing the streak. So uh, tell us what else the listener can look forward to. Well, uh, it wasn't all that long ago. I think it was last month. We had uh, Jeff Geegan on the show, and we talked a little bit about Grand Comic-Con. Well, I went to Grand Comic-Con last month, and uh, one of my roommates was Andrew Schmidt of Andrew's uh, Clay Creations and more. And so we've been talking about having uh, an interview with Andrew for ever Disclaimer, he's also one of our patrons, uh, but we've been wanting him on the show, you know, long before Since, he became a, a patron so yeah we've we he, he's i mean you know him pretty well through doing conventions and various things and we've talked about andrew a lot on the show in the past and yeah we've wanted to get him on in some form before he became a patron and then he became a patron i'm like i like you a little more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm kidding i still like him the same so basically it was a it was a good opportunity it almost didn't happen again it's become laughable you know like we even joke about it is like you know we should just keep up our streak of not doing interviews together <laughs> <laughs> see how long we can keep the streak going but uh you know the last day of the con it was sunday sunday morning we had an opportunity uh to either go get coffee or stay back in the room and interview and i was like Dude, if we can do this, that would be awesome because we keep saying that we're going to do it. And uh, so we did. Uh, I was able to set aside a little bit of time to talk with Andrew and uh, talk about some of the things that he's he's done, some of the things he's created, and also some of the things that he's really excited about coming up that we may or may not cover on uh, the Grok podcast. So that awesome. was pretty cool. And this is only, this interview is only like, what, a week old, I think? Yeah, yeah. Like you recorded yeah. a week ago? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a recent interview. We could go so. today, yeah, as we're recording. Awesome. So I'm super excited to continue. Like, man, in terms of New Year's resolutions, like, this is the first, like, big one that we've made that we're, like, sticking to. We're I was going to say, I don't want to jinx it, but we are on a roll. I mean, at this point, I'm looking forward to a non-interview episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are those? Actually, I think the next episode will be a non-interview oh, the, episode. Oh, the poll list, yeah. 
So come on back here next episode for something normal, but not today. (laughs) So let's talk about robots and love and death and And taxes. Wait, what? I don't think there's a lot of taxes. So, okay. So uh, Love, Death and Robots went Mm -hmm. up on Netflix last month. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we all burned through them pretty quick. Melanie and I watched them in two evenings. Yep. I actually, when it it first came out, I saw it and I was like, this looks good. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to watch this. I'll save it and watch it with Randy because I think he's like it too. I appreciate that. Yep. It's a good binge. Yeah. it's It's essentially, it's a series of animated shorts created, I'm assuming produced by David Fincher and, oh, I can't remember his one name, but he's the guy, he's the Deadpool director guy of the first Deadpool movie. Huh. Okay. I think. So yeah. is uh, program creator Tim Miller? Is that the guy? Tim Miller. Okay. That's the guy. And, and I think David Fincher had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, he's EP. I didn't know this initially. I found this out after watching it, and it makes it makes a lot of sense is that the series started out as their attempt to do a heavy metal series. Yeah. And like yeah. a sequel series or whatever to the heavy metal mm-hmm. movies. And I'm like, oh. Well, some of the more blatant nudity. Yeah, the very first episode, I was like, yep, heavy metal. That makes sense to me. I don't remember which ones were which anymore. Um, the first one is where they do like a, a space jump where they're all in cryo and then he... Oh, that, yeah. that was the first one? Uh, we watched them in the, our order was must be different then. Hmm. Yeah, because that one was later and that one was creepy and I didn't like that one. Okay, so for us, the first one was the one with the... Uh, the monster fights where they oh. like mentally oh, yeah, yeah. jump into the monsters, kind of. Mm. Suits? Is that what that one was? Uh, yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It kind of had a twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it kind of made me feel dirty a little bit, too. Made you feel dirty? Yeah. Well, a lot of them made me feel dirty. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of them are kind of designed to make you question yourself a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely a sleazy aspect that made, made the heavy metal reveal make a lot more sense to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, because, it's, you know, I never seen Heavy Metal 2000, but the first Heavy Metal, yeah, it's it was that whole. Some of this felt, and I was kind of surprised. Not all of it, but some of it felt like there nudity for the sake of nudity, like mm-hmm. t- to be shocking. Like it's yeah. adult animation; mm-hmm. it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'm like, in 2019, I don't think it does. Yeah. I think we're past yeah. that. But it makes sense if that's kind of like I mean that's intrinsic to what it is. Um, gotta be cheesing it. Gotta be cheese. Cheesing it. You were cheesing it. No. Cheesing it. Yeah, where they would have the cat pee on them, and, the, and then they, oh, you're talking South Park now. And then they'd order heavy metal land. You know. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, oh, okay, I forgot about the heavy metal connection there. So overall, what you guys think of the like series? Because I was pumped for it going into it. It looked cool. Yeah. It was good. I, I, yeah, some of them were like super good, and some of them. I was just like, that's so, that's so cute. I love it. And then there was only like one or two that I was like, what is this crap? Because it's an animated show. Can't animate just like a portion of the freaking apartment and act like that's an animated episode or issue or whatever. Oh, is well, that, the- um, what is that? Ice Age where it's like basically. Yeah. Yes. Because I was trying to, I was like, this is really good animation. And I was like. I don't think this is animated. I do. I was studying it super hard the whole like, time at the end. Is I'm Topher like, Grace is he animated or is that really like, Topher? That's Randy. Randy's. I was like, but it's not animated. Randy's like, are you sure? And I'm like, it's not animated. And he's like, okay, maybe it's not animated. I'm like, I know that's what I've been saying the whole time. I was. I wanted it to be though. I was about to be blown away. Yeah. Because you know, okay, so the animation in many of these, it, the animation, all the shorts are pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, some of it looks more video game cutscene like suits mm-hmm. looked really good but mm-hmm. it, it's the way the characters looked yeah. were it was kind of video gamey mm-hmm. which is okay cuz that kind of fit the vibe of this story yeah and then there are some that are a lot of cg most of them are cg i think there was oh wait i'm getting it wrong 2D. suits is actually about the farmers oh is it oh okay then wait then well, that which one am I talking about? Too. I'm talking about something else. Was it the witness? No, witness. Oh, these these uh this episode list is not the order I watched them in. I think you watched them in the wrong order. <laughs> I don't know how. I just let it play. Suits Hold on, let me pull. Wasn't it. the first one? Though, I'm gonna pull either. up Netflix and I'll just look at that. I don't think this was the first one. I think Suits was the one 
that I had that I kept starting back at after we had watched the first half because mine didn't register because we watched them on yours. And then when I wanted to, when we went to watch them together, I had it like, kept dropping me back to suits because that was I don't know. Okay, without with it, risking going long and doing mm-hmm. a list episode. Okay, so and these are pretty much the order I think we watched them in. Sunny's Edge yeah. is the one with the um the beast beastie mm-hmm. fights. Okay. That's the one that looked kind of gamey, video gamey to me. Yeah. Three Robots, I thought was fun. Was that the one with the cats? Yeah. Yes. I love that one. That's my that's my, my favorite. I was very entertained by just the robots wandering around, mm-hmm. not having a clue. Yeah. <laughs> and being three totally different kinds of robots. Uh, uh-huh. I thought that was fun. Yeah. The Witness. Okay. That one was interesting. I like that one. I I like the the concept of it. Mm. That one bugged me a little bit because I'm like, why is she naked? Like, what? Throw some clothes on. Why is she running around? That was like oh, a whole bunch of nudity for nudity's sake. Mm-hmm. The animation in that one kind of blew my mind, though. Yeah, yeah. that was to me. That's one of the most because it's super stylized, so it doesn't look real. But even with the stylized look, I don't know if it was the motion, the camera motion, or what it was. Like, there's points where it looked hyper real, mm-hmm. where it was like looks super realistic in a super stylized on realistic way it's kind of hard to explain Mm -hmm. but the animation in that one i thought was amazing yeah they reminded me of sin city kind of a little bit but yeah where it's where it looks real but it's clearly not it's clearly enhanced stylistically i that was one of my favorites yeah one of them that's uh one of my favorites and it probably doesn't even like it there's no good reason but it won't surprise anyone that this is one of my favorites is uh when the yogurt took over (laughs) <laughs> which is based uh-huh. it's based on a story by John Scalzi who I already like and then you have uh Maurice LaMarche who played uh he's the voice actor that did the brain in Pinky and the Brain. Mm. And that whole style, I mean like the whole style is like uh I don't know, pseudo claymation almost. Mm-hmm. It was very like um uh, Wallace and Gromit or something. And uh super super fun super fun and yet at the same time still pokes at that whole thing of you just let the yogurt take over man <laughs> yeah uh-huh it was you're like you you all benefited from the yogurt taking over but you just kind of let it do it yeah but it's, it's even better than that because at the end it's all like we're leaving us behind like we're like a sad puppy or something yeah getting like, left oh. at home <laughs> we were a vehicle for yogurt to take over space interesting note looking at it in the Netflix app now, it's not displaying them in the same order that we watched them even. That's weird. Because it has suits listed next, and that is the farmer one. Which, okay, I'm going to say, for how short they were, that was like almost like a whole movie worth of, yeah. of emotions right there. That was great. They, they packed a lot into that one. That felt like the best part of a movie that I wouldn't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was the entertaining part. It was the climax of a cheesy, uh, overly earnest action movie. Yeah. Yeah. But set in a fun interesting setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Yep. And I like the animation of that one cuz that was 3D, but mm-hmm. they almost had a kind of a 2D cell shady look a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also that was one of the ones where they did the thing where it's the frame rate is kind of lower so it looks slight it's not super smooth. It's mm-hmm. it kind of adds to the illusion of a 2D animated feel. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly still 3D CG. I love the end reveal thing too, too because you know, you have for half of it, you're like, we're freaking have monsters attacking us on Earth. What the heck's going on? And then you know, yeah. It's like you know, no more spacefarers finally. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sucker of Souls was interesting. That was the Dracula one. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was a lot with cats. Yeah. On some of the- <laughs> yeah, that was the whole. That was a. Th- I think I mentioned that to you. I was like, cats. They they got it big on this thing, this anthology. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few actual two D animation ones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Beyond the Aqu- Aquila Rift, that's the that one I a- saw first, right? Mm-hmm. Creepy. Yeah, that's the one you saw first. I mean, it was it was really good. It was done really really well. I thought that looked the most realistic. Maybe it ripped the band aid off for that whole. Uh, heavy metal vibe because i was like because that was my first that was my first episode i don't know if maybe netflix plays them randomly i wonder how that works yeah that might be it looks really real and i didn't like that for the nasty parts of it (laughs) the nasty parts (laughs) yeah that was uh, the story like as it goes it makes sense Mm -hmm. but initially i'm like wait 
Really? Like he he lands in this place. Mm. You know, he's been told they're way off course and they've been out for years. And the first thing they do is like, all right, well, it's time to get down. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. But I kind of get it. I get it. Kind of interesting. Melanie pointed out with the CG in that one. The guy's face not completely convincing. Like it kind of hit a little of that uncanny valley. Yeah. The woman's face the, she through like, a lot of it looked yeah. real. Yeah. Like one hundred percent looked like video. Looked like a yeah. well, that's interesting considering the plot. That is interesting. I wonder if that's intentional. If it probably isn't, but it's it's it makes it, you know, look that is interesting. The reveal what he looks like. Oh my god, that what one's pretty like. brutal. That's I think one of the heavier ones in yeah. terms of tone. For real. That's, That's why I mean, got, was like, like, holy cow, just rip the band-aid off. That was my first episode. That mm-hmm. one's some like legitimate well-done horror. Yeah. And that thing, it's like a like a big spider boob. I don't know what it is. Spider boob. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it's gross. Yeah, I like the reveal where when it comes out of the darkness, it looks like a womanly figure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, no, that's just part of it's head and arms and stuff is turns. Yeah. It's a Ugh. weird creature. So was he walking around and actually doing thing? I was, I'm confused about it. Yeah. It's a little, did they really get it on? Okay. Let's not, let's move on <laughs> in his mind. Maybe. I don't know. Good hunting is the one with the, uh, that one was kind of sh- interesting. A little Fox weird, a little yeah. weird, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Randy loved it. Of course. I did? Why? Oh, you, you always love samurai type stuff. I like the setting. I thought it was an interesting like juxtaposition, and that's kind of the point of the magic versus technology thing. Where yeah. it starts off and you're like, oh, this is a, like a weird magical tale. And then it's then they get invaded with by uh you know, the English, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh it's all gone technology and that becomes a big theme. And for, for most of it, I'm like, where is this going? And okay, so he's good with machines. But then like you get the reveal of like what happened to her. And it's like, oh, okay. That's where it comes together. It goes all freaking American Horror Story on you. That one felt unique in that it combined a bunch of not unique things. In a yeah, kind of it was like steampunk way. meets samurai. It was weird. Uh-huh. It was kind of a kitsune type of uh, character or creature. But then like went all full metal. like. I don't know. Full metal. Full, full made, metal alchemist. Woo. And it made me qu- question what makes a person a person because uh, she didn't have a brain. So she had not, there was like nothing. Of where her is left. her soul? Anyway, but gone. The dump. I, I like that one too. Did fun. you? That one it was, was okay. Fun. It was I like, right. I like the big, I like the big dog. It's at the end. It's kind of <laughs> like that starts to get into, there's some of them that I, re, that I enjoyed, but they're kind of forgettable or I just like them because they were, interesting quirky animation like uh, yeah. the dump the dump was more entertaining than than some of them on my like like i don't know what you'd call it the <laughs> was it our flaming our flaming poo list or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah that's a callback like the ones that i, I like but but I, they're nothing huge for me are like like zima blue and i like it because it's about an artist but it was like oh it's yeah. just trippy animation really that's that's what this is gonna boil down to because the ending isn't super satisfying, not at all. And Fish Night, like Fish Night, is super trippy and stuff, but it's just like I'm annoyed by the character of the younger salesman that that's just like I'm gonna go swim with the ghost oh. fishes. Yeah, that me too. I'm like, like okay, you. they're dead. If you're going up there and you're changing color, that means you're dead right now. You just died. Yeah. You know that? You, you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dumb. No, dumb. I, I was with you. I was like, are you, you're just volunteering to be a ghost fish? Yeah. Who does that? One that wasn't bad, but also I feel me, for me, falls into that category is Lucky 13. It was just cheesy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I kind of liked, it was an entertaining ride. Like, yeah. like the idea. It it's a watch. good idea, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, well, it's it's a military show, first of all, and that's not really our genre. The shapeshifters one is is kind of in that same vein for me. It's like it was okay, but you'd think I would really be into a werewolf Afghanistan fight, but I was kind of like, eh, it was a little too military for me. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was 
but I kind of enjoyed that one more, I think, in a way, at least the concept of it, because it was kind of interesting. I don't know. I think we're probably going to see more stuff like that in the future of mm-hmm. that setting sure. for supernatural or fictional works just because of. Yeah, but I mean, I mean like, at this point, we're going to have generations of people that have fought over there. So, well, yeah, okay, but that's not, you know, it's not even just, oh, it's, it's, it's the military thing, though. Like, it's not just like, oh, we have these, you know, super soldiers or whatever. They've got to do the whole, you dogs and blah, 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 you know, yeah. all that stupid crap that it, w- it would be there specifically in the military because they're like that. But anyway. <laughs> but I mean, that is also not on my like list of favorites. Yeah, I mean. Right? Helping Hand, which one's that? That's the one oh. where she like is out. She's basically on her own. That's the horrible yeah. space oh, yeah. body horror Man. one. Oh. I know. I was like, no. Ah. And then when she missed it. God, when she missed it's the first one. It's not my favorite, one, like, oh, but it's compelling. Home. You can't not watch that one. They should, they, you know what they should have done? They should have had Sandra Bullock do that in um, Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. That yeah. would have really took that. Would have made it a much better movie. Oh took that God. movie up to the next level. Whoa. No, that was that was hardcore. Yeah, it was. And it was not a pleasant watch. And what is she talking about at the end? She's like, oh, no, it's okay. I got it. No, no, send somebody right now. Please. Like I'm coming home, but you meet me halfway. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need medical, medical attention. attention. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Okay, I liked it, but mm-hmm. it, it was not fun. No, Secret War. I don't know. Just all these, all these military ones. I was just like, eh. Secret War. Oh, was that one? That, that one? one was where they're <gasps> oh! like, they're yeah, they're like the communist like army, army or I, whatever, and they're. Yeah. I like that one because it's like they didn't really understand it. I think like, what they were doing, and then they get there where there's supposed to be going or maybe they weren't even supposed to find it and then they're like oh yeah this is because we sent somebody to go do some crazy occult stuff and now this is what happens and they're and then they're like we're not even gonna bring it up just pretend like we never even found that because we're, you know they'll do it it'll just make it worse <laughs> you know uh-huh. and i'm like how crazy is that you're fighting all these demons because your country made all these demons come from hell and you're gonna pretend like you didn't even find that because if they know that you know then they're just gonna kill you anyway like why even bother fighting for these people <sighs> I mean, that's kind of a comment on, like, I don't know. It made me really sad, too, that that one kid was that guy's son. And you find out at the end, that makes me, made me want to cry. I, I, yeah, I know. I actually did really like that one. I think it is, yeah, it's a military one. And that, what you were talking about, Melanie, is kind of like, I think, essentially the point of the short. But for me, it was an interesting, like a unique setting for me anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of partially the difference. Were you next to a hell hole? <laughs> yeah. Literally? <laughs> I, I liked, I liked the, yeah, I liked that the army, it was army summoned these demons and I don't know, that was fun. Like, you know, werewolves in Afghanistan, like that's a supernatural thing over there. But like, I just like the, this plays into that weird old war time period of like when they were doing where there's conspiracies that like you know nazis were making spaceships and stuff like that just weird conspiracies this plays to me not that there were nazis but this plays to me like that yeah or i've heard that somewhere in a nazi bunker they have the the spear that stabbed jesus and they just got to find it and then the spear of destiny yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. weird stuff like that it was one of the more somber ones though for sure yeah but it's Russian, so that's how they are. <laughs> that's how they are. Blind spot, which is a gang of cyborg thieves stage a high-speed heist of a heavily armored convoy. That one was kind of my friend. I was to say, this one's like probably the least memorable of them because I've like having to think of what even happens in it. But I mean, like I do remember it, but not really. I In the end, I was like, well, now I don't care about any of it because none of them can die anyway. Yeah, and it's only yeah, eight that, minutes long, so it's not very long. This felt so '90s to me. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. This felt this. I believe could have came out of like a heavy metal, like 2000 or something. Yeah, yeah. This felt like that. It had that tone. the The characters were just that weird. I don't know, but it did have a little weight to where initially it had a little weight to where you're like, oh, they're actually dying. This look, this kid. The rookie or whatever is, but yeah, in the end, it there's no stake. There were no stakes. So there's only one more we haven't talked about, and that's uh, alternate histories. Another John Scalzi one, which was all right. It was fine. I need to rewatch it because I don't. 
I was, I don't, this is the Hitler one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was I, funny, but it was kind of like, I don't know. It, it, it was very different from all the others. The others felt like shorts. This felt like you were watching a presentation. Yeah. But hey, why did it go so well like, out there? Like the first part was okay, but then it's like uh, he gets killed by a giant jello bowl. I mean, it, uh, it's the what? same guy that wrote the yogurt one. So <laughs> it's kind of absurdist. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. I la- but I like the one with the little girl and the. Yeah, the first part. I like the beginning of it when it's more realistic. But I don't remember. I, I I'm, I'm gonna have to rewatch this one because I was just I don't remember what I was doing, but I was distracted by something. Oh, oh yeah. So I wasn't. Well, it just shows different ways that like if he hadn't died here and he died here instead or here instead or here instead, this is what would have happened. Yeah. And I was distracted by something through the beginning, and about the time they had the Jello gun is when I st- started paying attention. So mm. I like the concept though. You could do some cool stuff with it, but that wasn't it. oh and i will say i know we touched on ice age that one actually in the very few reviews i've read of this show that that seems to be the one people really don't like which one really i didn't mind it it's not i actually i like the idea i thought it was fun yeah say it again ice age the one with the freezer where they have the civilization in the freezer the not cg one yeah yeah which is weird that's the one directed by tim miller yeah who like you know he's kind of, he's an effects guy he come from video game world like and he chooses to do the one that's like mostly live action with I mean obviously the freezer stuff is it was his, you only see it was his who framed Roger Rabbit moment <laughs> I guess maybe that's it you really only see in the freezer like three or four times yeah. for a second so most of it is just them it's you know regular people live action or whatever talking about it so that doesn't even count and yeah that one was light and fluffy but I I really liked the story of that one I thought that was fun. Yeah, it was a like fun idea, and I like the, you know, they're standing there, and they're like, you, we must be like gods to them, and it cuts to like a, one of the dudes down in there, like a couple guys sitting on like a girder or something, like construction workers, like, look at these a-holes or whatever, you know. <laughs> Where they stare yeah. at. <laughs> Where they yeah. stare at all day. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fun. It was. I like this show a lot. I'm yeah, hoping... I'm. I like anthologies, though. Most of the reviews I've seen have been very positive, so I'm assuming it's gotten a good reception. I wonder about, like, rewatches. You know, is this a thing that we could rewatch a lot? Yeah. For me, it is, at least. I think certain ones. Like, it's yeah. definitely one where there's, like, I have a handful that I would like to go back and just rewatch sometime just because. But you just watch them all anyway, because that's what you do. It's not an anthology. Do it. No, I don't want to watch them all again. Ah, yes, you do. But, and they're so short. Mm-hmm. Like most of them clock in around 10 minutes. I'm sure Netflix has metrics on everything, but they probably know which ones are most popular. Yeah. Yeah. It probably factors into them like reorganizing the order. I'm reading this. I'm reading this on the on the Wikipedia page, and this explains why. In March 2019, Netflix revealed that it was experimenting with a new approach by including a different order of episodes to different users. Oh, well, that just confuses us. Don't do it, Netflix. In response to an accusation that the episode order was based on the streaming company's perception of a user's sexual orientation, <laughs> Netflix responded via Twitter that there were four unique episode orders released to users at random. Interesting. I mean, I don't know that that's a problem. I mean, it's interesting because of the way that each episode starts, it has this almost slot machine feel to it. So, like, uh-huh. it kind of works, yeah. you know, where it's got, like, three different symbols for the love, the death, and the robots thing. Yeah. Every time there wasn't a robot in a story, Melanie would be like, where's the robot? Well, <laughs> It's got to be yeah. love, death, and robot. Yeah, like, yeah. There wasn't love in half of these. What? Was it ice? <laughs> was it, is, is it the ice box? Is that the robot? <laughs> <laughs> yep well and the the one the russian one didn't have a robot at all i don't think oh yeah i know and monsters it, it did have monsters yes <laughs> and ghost fish there's nothing about robots there i wonder if they're gonna do more it seems like a show that'd be easy to do more mm-hmm. i was gonna give a quick shout out a quick rundown of some of the other shows we watched recently happy Season I love one. Happy. Oh. Happy was Happy was a lot of fun. Happy exclamation mark. I guess it's a sci-fi show, although it's they would have had to edit it, I would think, if they ran it on sci-fi. Maybe, maybe. Uh, well, they could probably get away with a few F-bombs, huh? Yeah. Cable can now. Mm-hmm. In the first two minutes, I was like, yep, we're watching this. We're doing this. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's fun. It's ridiculous. It's 
essentially a live action cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, there isn't a cartoon character in it, but it's essentially a live action cartoon, super violent, ridiculous, super violent. dark, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of fun with uh, imaginary friends and uh, cr- crazy, a creepy Santa <laughs> ch- kidnapper, and it's, well, it's, and it's yeah. based on a comic, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that does not surprise me. It seems very much like. I'd seen it on Netflix, like I seen the cover and I was like, uh, I read it. I read the description. I'm like, that kind of thing. Comic series by Grant Morrison. What? <laughs> I did not realize that. I would have been more inclined to check it out before Melanie made me watch it. Mm. But I seen it and I was like, yeah, that kind of thing could go really wrong. But Melanie was like, we have to watch this. I watched the first episode. We have to watch it. I'm like, okay. And yeah, I enjoyed it. It was very, very good. We binged through it very quickly. Yeah. And then this is a little off the path for Grolix, but Russian Doll. Oh, yeah. I guess it's Holly, sci-fi. Holly really dug it. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I That was one I made you watch, too. That was one you made me watch. I'm glad you did. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Got pretty heavy. Randy didn't realize at first that it was the chick from Slums of, Slums of Beverly Hills, and I don't know how, because she's <laughs> that hair. I mean, oh, how yeah, do you yeah. not know? Yeah, yeah. She's also <laughs> in uh, Orange is the New Black, I think. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, watch it, but yeah, we've only watched the. I think we don't tell it. me what's the new black. I I refuse to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the last one I should mention is Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, it was great. We watched season one of that, and I was very conflicted at first because it's not the most well written. Some of the characters are kind of cliche. It's a little goofy, but it, I definitely got on board. Yeah, I thought it was very five, entertaining. Five and. Uh... What number is the ghosty guy? Six? Those two sold it for me, though. Oh, yeah. Klaus. Yeah. Klaus. Klaus, yep. yeah. Uh, did you watch that, Jesse? Uh, we we started it, so I enjoyed it, uh, what I've seen of it. But, um, yeah, we still, we're still going. I was a little on the fence even after the first episode, but I was like, well, the premise is intriguing enough. Mm-hmm. Even Klaus, like... I got on board with him. I really like what they do with him later without no spoilers. I'm not going to say anything, but I really liked what kind of what happens with mm-hmm. him later on. But like, he's such like, he's just that character. He's yeah. Like stereotypically yeah. that character, the like intentionally carefree, fun, annoying, doesn't, you know, whatever. He's the guy. rascal. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, I hate the look of the big guy. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It just looks so stupid. I get it later on. You kind of see more of him, but it's so dumb. That said, beyond the premise, I got on board. I really like the idea. I like the world. I like uh, I like the, the two agent people that come into it. Mm-hmm. Their relationship is very interesting. Yeah. And goes interesting places. And yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like was all, in, I was on board. I liked I, all of it. And I have so many questions that they, they did a good job making me be like, give me more. What the heck? Where did they come from? Where did the, their dad come from? I need to know. It, it's bothering me. It, I can't get over it. I hope there is another season. Me too. There has to be. Some of the characters. Are, some if the char- they don't have another season, we're going to have to make our own season because I need to know. Some of the character writing is not great though. Yeah, I know. I couldn't stand the one sister. I almost kind of. the. Uh, I heard this, a rumor, the, whatever her name was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I didn't like, I like that they kind of set, like she didn't use her power. So that kind of like set up a mystery about it mm-hmm. like i was looking forward to her like finally because you know eventually mm-hmm. if somebody has a power they vow not to use it they're going to use it and it should be awesome and it kind of wasn't oh, and i don't yeah. like that it's activated by i heard a rumor that it's like, yeah oh, i know what? that is the dumbest part to me i'm like you, should, you shouldn't have to have like a like a catchphrase yeah it. yeah because then you end up like shazam where you're like and then, you're like, and then and then you're useless gosh i like the <laughs> Listener, are you ready for an interview? I don't know how long this episode's going to be. <laughs> uh, I know there's a big chunk that, of the recording we're going to cut right off the beginning, but we're at an hour and a half into this recording, so it might be a big episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to kick it over to Jesse's interview with Andrew Schmidt. Yes, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Andrew. Hi, this is Jesse from the Grox Podcast, and today we're on location at Grand Comic Con. This is, we're on the second day of the con, and I am with Andrew Schmidt from Andrew's Clay Creations and More. Good morning. Good morning, Jesse. 
Also want to let our listeners know that uh, we have only been up for a couple of hours. We're getting ready for the last day of the con. I'm using a digital recorder on site, so the sound is going to be a little bit different, and uh, and we might sound a little tired, but uh, we're still going to keep it interesting. So, Andrew, tell our listeners, because you do a very visual medium, <laughs> tell the audio listeners what it is that you create, what, what are Andrew's clay creations and more. Well, Andrew's clay creations and more are miniatures, figurines, and stuff that I sculpt out of polymer clay. It's brands like Primo Sculpey, Sculpey 3, and Fimo. Mainly I use Primo Sculpey. You can buy it at Hobby Lobby, Michaels, online. It's an oven-baked clay, and it's pre-colored, so you don't have to paint it. And that is my main form of medium. But I also sculpt with Warbla, which a lot of cosplayers use for their armor. And it's a type of thermoplastic. And then I sculpt, kind of sculpt with uh, felted wool, so it's called needle felting. So that's where the clay creations and more comes from, where I was starting with clay creations and I felt I was limiting myself. So I just added the and more. If I was going to do it all again, I would just call it Andrew's Creations. It's a lot shorter. And, right, <laughs> and yeah. So I just went with Andrew's Clay Creations and more, and that's where I'm at now. So what are what are you most well known for in terms of the things that you have on your table? So if if people are walking by your table at a con, what can they expect to see? My most popular item are my one-eyed blobs, which originally I started at craft shows. I did craft shows before I started doing conventions, which is a different audience. And craft shows is a lot of moms or parents, and they drag their kids with them uh, to look at these different crafts, or, or a lot of them are home-based businesses. And the mom doesn't want to buy their kid a $10 figurine that they know the kid's going to break because it is clay. It is breakable. So I'm like, what could I come up with that was inexpensive but yet fun? So I was watching Monsters vs. Aliens, and they have that Bob character. Yeah. So I thought, well, I could do something like that out of clay. Plus, it was nice because if I'm doing a bigger project and, you you know, the clay is pre-colored, so lots of times I'll mix something together for a certain character and I have these little scraps left. I can take those scraps and make these one-eyed blobs. That's, you know, on the, the lower end. I'm also known I do these uh, shell monsters. So I'll take actual, actual seashells and make some kind of creature coming out of it. And then I just make all kinds of different creatures, monsters. And then I like to occasionally do characters from pop culture. I like doing video game characters, and it's to me it's more fun to do, I don't want to say obscure characters, but scare characters that aren't as represented in merchandise. So if sure. you, you know, like I don't want to necessarily do Mario, because everybody has Mario, right. but if you do some, like a character like Hollow Knight I've done recently, which are, the game's very popular, but you know the only merchandise out there is a plush that came with like a collector's edition, so the mainstream fans sure. aren't going to have access to that. So things that you can't find or buy at Walmart. Right. So you know, because the normal con goer or, or, you know, customer, it's not as important to them whether it's one of a kind. It's like how much it costs and how it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're going to Walmart and buying Luke Skywalker for 20 bucks and a you know, Black Series figurine, they don't want to buy my sculpture of Luke Skywalker for 50 bucks. Right, right. You know, I mean, not saying there's not an audience for it. But if you have a character that isn't represented, you know, they're more willing to spend that money because they don't have as many opportunities to get something from that, you know, IP. Right. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what are, so you mentioned Hollow Knight. What are, like, give me maybe your top five characters, either that you just enjoyed making or that uh, people, you, you made it and boom, they bought it. Last year at O Comic Con, I had ready the Prana Plant, which is again, it's from Mario. So Mario is heavily merchandised, but some of the minor characters in that aren't. Mm-hmm. So I did a pretty good size one out of Warbla, and you know that got a lot of attention to my table, and it did sell fairly quickly. One of the larger pieces I did was Swamp Thing. I have a life-size Swamp Thing bust at my table. You know, it hasn't sold. It's a higher-priced item. But, you know, Swamp Thing, again, it's, you know, from DC Comics, which is very popular, but it's not like the, the big three, like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, where you see everywhere. Right. You know, so is he, he's recognizable. People know who he is. But if you want Swamp Thing merchandise, you're not going to Walmart or Target to get it. A few years back, I did characters from Binding of Isaac, and that was when it was only on Steam before it hit, like, the Switch and, you know, all the other consoles. And when I put those in my Etsy shop, they sold out instantly. 
Right. You know, if I was a machine, I would be just making binding of Isaac characters, but I, ah. I can't do that. I have to make stuff different. I mean, because this is my part-time job, so I want to keep it interesting for me. Sure. You know, it's my escape. So, you know, I kind of bounce around. So we kind of talked about, well, and, and the Piranha Plant, I've seen it. It's it's a combination of several mediums. Like you had some, I assume you had some Sculpey and some uh, Warbler was definitely involved. Um, with the Piranha Plant, he was... Warbler, but I used foil um, and wire for the stem to give it strength. Mm -hmm. And then I bought a big PVC pipe yeah. from Menards to represent the pipes that would come out in the come out of in the game. And then I painted it all with acrylic patio paint, which is a pretty inexpensive paint you can get, but it has a built-in sealant in it. If people aren't familiar with patio paint, my wife had painted a bunch of flower pots with patio paint and put them outside, you know, mm -hmm. and it's withstood weather so i thought this is going to be durable enough even though it's an inexpensive paint it still has sure. worked really well for you know covering warbler and stuff like that right so we've kind of talked about a little bit what you do with clay the piranha plant's a good example of what you do with warbler uh what about the needle felt what could you expect to see um, in terms of those one of my favorite pieces i've done with needle felt and this is one of those actually i actually have two that are kind of a mixed media is i did a totoro from my neighbor totoro and so needle felt, you think of like a plush, but you don't do any sewing. And so you take these barbed needles and you run it through this wool roving. And as you continue to stab the wool roving <laughs> over, and over, and over and over and over, and over again, and like, I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> like a needle, like a puppet serial killer. Yeah. It's think of a zip tie as the more you stab it, the wool roving will tighten and okay. it becomes more firm. So the firmer you want it, the more you stab it. And so <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like good stress relief. It is until you stab yourself and then you just like, Oh, then yeah. it's stress inducing. Yeah. yeah. So I've made a few new Totoro's and for them, I have sculpted like the whiskers, his big smile and his eyes out of clay and glued those on. Mm -hmm. And I really, you know, to me has a good look to it. And probably the best character for that is I did a Niffler from fantastic beasts. Right. And I did his nose and his hands and his feet out of clay and then his body out of needle felt. And then I use glass beads for his eyes. You know, So he has a bunch of different mediums in there. But it really, I think, captured the look of the character by doing that. Right. We kind of talked about um, like pop culture things because that's the easiest thing to yeah. explain to an audience, obviously. But you also do a lot of original creations, kind of like your, your one-eyed blobs and your yes. shell monsters that you mentioned. What are some of the new things that you've uh, recently been putting out? So I wanted to do something a little bit bigger than the one I blobs, a little more, give me a little more creative freedom, even though they're all, the blobs are all different. There still have to be that one-eyed blob format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started a new monster called Wonky Weirdlings. And so I'm doing those as blind bags and they'll be in my Etsy shop. But right now they're on my table at Grand Comic Con today, but obviously you're listeners aren't going to be able to go to Grand, but I will have them on my Etsy shop and at future conventions. Those I take kind of a ball of foil and I cover that with the clay. I mix up different colors, so each one's a different color. Add two eyes. One of the traits of them is they have glow in the dark eyes. Sculpey oh, three had yeah, Sculpey three has glow in the dark clay that is, you know, a really good glow in the dark material. Sometimes sometimes you'll get something that's glow in the dark and it's kind of just it's sort of glow in the yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. That's a very light glow. <laughs> These have a very strong glow to them. Which, I mean, for kids is a lot of fun, but I say that knowing that I love glow-in-the-dark stuff, but I'm a, kind of a big kid. So <laughs> so I'm like, if I like it, kids probably like it. And, and that's, you know, so far I've been the case. So I try to do these little, think of kind of like mad balls. If your listeners are familiar with mad balls. Right. They're, you know, almost a ball shape with a face. They don't have the gross stuff on them, but there's just this ball-shaped character. Right. So that's my newest thing. I do want to start on a new needle felt kind of monster to do in some kind of blind bag or something, but haven't finished the design of that yet to start working on those. Sure. Like talking about the process and we, I think we've done as good a job as anyone can do in audio about describing the process, but recently you've started some new endeavors where people can actually see how you, how it's done, how the sausage or blobs are made. <laughs> yes. I have a YouTube channel and so I'll plug that is Andrew's clay creations and more on YouTube. So if you search for that and you'll see a little yellow monster, that's my channel. So if your listeners want to subscribe, see how I make the stuff. I post two videos a week. Um, one's usually a more in-depth video of the process. So if they want to know that, first one's posted on Monday. The second one's on Thursday. 
Thursday's video is usually a quick look, so it'll be maybe something, you know, it's something I've done before, or it could be a different variation of something I did a longer video. So recently I did the Necronomicon from Evil Dead, and I used an old math book. I took me about nine hours to sculpt it and about seven hours to edit the video. So I have a very in-depth video on how that process was done. Uh -huh. So if I do another version of the Necronomicon, I might just do a short video of it because I don't need to revisit that long you know, format for it. More like hit the key points of what's different this right. time or what you learned last time and yeah. you were able to change or... I didn't know if that's something my audience would want, you know, like just seeing what I made. Mm -hmm. But I had a comment that really, you know, reassured me. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you need that reassurance when you're doing feedback. art. Yeah. yeah. And she said, you know, the the Monday video that's more in depth could be help people learn the process. And the Thursday video can be more to inspire people. Like, yeah. you know, oh, I never thought about making that or I never thought about adding that to something. Sure. So I was really touched when, you know, she said that and. You know, those positive comments keep you going, and if you get negative ones, you just ignore them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah you have to. Yeah. yeah, you can't make everybody happy, and that's totally fine. Everybody has the right to their or, opinion. Or on the Grawlix podcast, when we get hate mail, we beat that over and over and over like a drum until it's not even <laughs> funny anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been very fortunate that I haven't, you know, received anything real negative on my mm -hmm. channel. I'll get a thumbs down and, like, you know, a friend of mine, her daughter's in one of my videos, and it has two thumbs down. And she's like, why did you get thumbs down? And I'm like, I don't know, because, you know, it's YouTube. They, yeah. they can either like or dislike. And, you know, people can dislike something for whatever reason. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, they didn't like the color of the shirt she was wearing, or right. they didn't like my blobs, or they didn't like the sound, or, like, you know, you make one little thing, and they might not like it. You know, right. it's like, at least I'm not a Sony's Ghostbusters trailer dislike. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no doubt, so, yeah. so I, I think I'm doing okay, you know, as long as I stay ahead. I do wish you know like if i ever get to the point where i have a video that has more dislikes than likes hopefully that never happens but i hope i get some feedback of why because i mean mm -hmm. i want to there's content i want to do but you want to also want to make sure it's appealing to your audience you know because sure. without your audience what's the point right right you know speaking of what's the point like what inspired you to start a youtube <laughs> channel at all i'm a big fan of youtube uh -huh. you know so i watch a lot of youtube there's i'm going to call her an online friend. I don't, I've never met her. It's Jackie from Nerdy Crafter. I've watched her channel. She started several years ago when I started watching her channel, she was at 24,000 subscribers, which to me is like, that's an incredible number. Mm -hmm. Now she's approaching a million subscribers. Whoa. She, yeah, she has, Whoa. she has between 700 and 800,000 followers. And I thought, you know, I like the way she connected with her audience and in all honesty, you know, I'm self-taught on sculpting, mm -hmm. but a lot of the stuff I learned was from watching her channel. Mm -hmm. And so part of me is like, well, I want to share my creations. You know, that's why I do conventions and I have Instagram and Facebook because you have that that need, you know, as a human, or at least I do, to, <laughs> to be, you know, like appreciated. So and, you are a human. Well, yes, I hate to admit it, <laughs> but <laughs> don't don't tell my wife. Hope she, oh. she doesn't listen to it because, you know, because <laughs> I try to admit her I am not a human. But you want that appreciation from other people you know i've been doing this consistently for eight years you know and so now it's like it's nice to when even at a convention or on you know the youtube channel when somebody comments or you know comes up and like oh i love that you know to me it's the sales are nice because it's expensive to make art right you know so you want something back to so i can keep making art but it's just as rewarding if not more to get that encouragement you know when people see something and one, it's like, to me, it's a miracle sometimes when they recognize it. Like, oh, I did a good enough job that that's recognized as Venom. Sure, you know, yeah. Like, I don't, even if they don't see the sign that's Venom, you know, it's like, that's Venom. They know. But also when they get so excited that it's one of their favorite characters, you know. And, yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, can I pick it up? Can I look at it? I'm like, oh, of course, you know. So it's, that's a lot of fun, you know. And that's, the fun of doing conventions is interacting with people that enjoy your art. Facebook and Instagram are a fun way to share it, but you don't get a lot of feedback and, right. and you don't even know who sees it because when I first started doing that, I'm like, Oh, nobody's liking it. You know, like, mm -hmm. Oh, they don't mm -hmm. like my stuff. Well, that's, then I learned from my wife. She just scrolls through stuff. I sure. mean, she sees stuff. She likes she's it. Like, oh, that's cool. And then just keeps going. Yeah. But she doesn't click that button. Yeah. So you and, don't know that she's like, Oh, that's cool. right. And that's what I learned also from conventions because like people will say, Oh, I saw your stuff online. I'm like, well, I know, you know, it got two likes that, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I've already know who those are. So like, you know, other people are seeing it and they appreciate it. Right. So you can't worry about those numbers. You know, it's sure. like just 
you know, I think I'm kind of going off on a rant here. No, 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 no. But, but you know, it's like you can't worry about numbers like that on, on social media because a lot of people either they're shy or they just, you know, to, to them they don't realize the difference it makes to comment or like on something mm-hmm. and they still appreciate your work, you know, and when they see you in person and they, you know, take time out of their day to say something to you, I mean, that's, you know, amazing. Right. I think I had that a couple of years ago at Comic-Con where, and we talk about it on the show, where it's like, I don't think anybody listens to the show. And I was recording with uh, Daydream Instruction Manual. And while I'm doing that, a different podcaster comes up and they were like, oh, oh this is Jesse from Grog's Podcast. And they were like, Grog's Podcast, you guys are great. And I'm like, what? How do you, how, you know, like, I didn't know that you listened. Yeah. Me. Like, how, how would I know that, you know, aside from you just told me. So on that same note, I was always curious, like, can you guys tell how many listeners you have? Or, you know, I mean... How does um, that work? Because the reason why I'm asking, because I'll download your podcast when I'm, you know, take road trips because, mm-hmm. you know, we live in Nebraska, like you have so many areas where the radio reception is crap and I don't pay for radio. So I'm like, I'll just download a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. So I know I'll download your guys. I'll download the ones from mega and I'll listen to those, mm-hmm. you know, but once I download it, it's like, obviously I'm not connected to the internet. Like yeah. if I do listen to it or I don't listen to it, I mean, do you guys get any kind of feedback on you know, like, and Randy could answer that question better than I because he looks at the stats yeah. pretty much weekly. But it's different because, like, even how people ingest or, or take in their podcasting has changed because more and more people are, uh, you know, like it used to be that people download it, put it on their iPod or their iPad, and well, probably not iPad, but uh, they download it to something right. right so downloads was the it was the end all be all and it's still a big deal like the, that's still probably the best marker like how many people are downloading but now more people are streaming things so it's like it's almost more important to have like how many listens and so it just depends on like where your your content is yeah. you know just like with youtube you know it's like you'll get certain certain metrics like it's been viewed how many times right. that you've got how many subscribers, that kind of thing. We can kind of tell how many subscribers we have based on the downloads, like whether we've lost subscribers, then the downloads are probably going to be pretty, it's going to take a dip that month, yeah. you know, it's like, and, and stay consistently at that new level. But then sometimes we'll have a big episode and people will just download that episode and you can say, oh, well, that was a popular episode. Yeah. But it's 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 just like you were talking about. It's like you don't know what is and isn't going to be a hit. You right. know, like we just recently did some really incredible interviews and you want them all to be the same in terms of people hearing about all these awesome creators. But it's just not. And you just can't predict like who's going to be the biggest draw. You know? Yeah. Who's, who's, who is your audience really going to key into? Um, and you can promote it as much as you want, but that doesn't mean that people are going to listen. Oh, <laughs> it right. doesn't mean that people are going to listen to it. It doesn't mean they're not going to listen yeah. to it. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's as close as we're going to get to gambling without actual money. Yeah. No, no, I get that. I was just curious on how that works. I mean, I understand the YouTube side of it, at least the best I can, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I didn't know. I mean, cause like I said, I've always downloaded your stuff. I think I've once streamed it when I've been home, Sure. you know, yeah. but you know, more majority of the time, that's my. It's like hanging out with friends on a road trip, you know? Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, that's the vibe I think we we hopefully present. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're, we're coming up on, you know, 20, 20 minutes-ish. So um, we like to go ahead and just ask you, like, what are you into? Like, what, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What is your favorite things? That kind of stuff. So, okay. like, is there anything that you, I mean, and it can be related to, you know what you create or it can just have nothing to do with it like what what are you excited about what's coming up that you're excited about well probably what i'm most excited about is the new the sequel to the american 2014 godzilla movie uh-huh. i've been a huge fan of godzilla literally as long as i can remember yeah i still have you know like the original mattel shogun warrior godzilla that i got for christmas in what, 1978 yeah you know which might show my age a little bit <laughs> but you know, and, and movies, especially in TV shows, they do affect what I make mm-hmm. because either I'm inspired by it or if it's popular, then you feel like, oh, maybe I should try that, you know, just to see how it, what kind of reception it gets. But I still try to stay true to my interest, you know, so like Godzilla will be popular and I'll make some stuff from it, you know, but if there's another movie that I'm not into, even though it's popular, if it doesn't have any, especially if it doesn't have any kind of creatures, because that's my area of expertise, then I might not go for that but yeah so i'm definitely excited about the new godzilla movie my wife is 
kind of made me rewatch the you know all of the Game of Thrones to anticipation oh, for the sure, the yeah. final season of that. I mean, she didn't really have to twist my arm to watch a fantasy show, but yeah. <laughs> you know she's more into it than I am, which is rare. And then of course, I mean, Avengers Endgame. You know, yeah. I'm a huge oh, yeah. comic book fan. Um, I've been a comic book fan since the early '80s, so this is kind of like a dream come true for me to see all these yes. well done, you know, comic book movies. I mean, sure. you know, like the Superman and Batman from the '80s were great, but if you remember the Captain America movie, yeah, yeah, I had to search for it too. It's like like the Captain America movie wasn't just like. Like you could just get it anywhere. You can right. just go to Walmart and pick up that Captain America movie. You had to seek out the like pretty extensive video stores, yeah. you know, and, and be like, "Hey, there it is," and it's actually in because they only kept one copy. Of right? It. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like TV shows, I mean, and I'm excited about the new Stranger Things. Love yeah. that show, you know. And to me, it's like, I think for a lot of people, you know, in my age group, that was us, you yeah. know, in the eighties. Yeah. I mean. I played D&D with my friends in their basements, you know, and we played a lot of different tabletop games, you know, played, went to the arcades, you know, and yeah. it definitely hits, hits that nostalgia, sure. you know, feels without being too much forced on you. It doesn't feel pandering. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and I saw Captain Marvel and I enjoyed it, but it did feel like it tried too hard to be nineties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It was the most, I mean, like my, uh, my pet peeve in that movie, and I, I well, like I actually, my wife and I, we kind of debate movies after we go yeah. see. Like, what do we like? What did what didn't we like? And uh, I, I didn't like the fact that they did. Uh, no doubts, I'm just a girl. Like I did, I I was fine with it being in the movie. I didn't like where they used it. Like yeah. they used it in this pivotal fight scene. So spoilers for folks that haven't seen it yet, but uh, you're like the pivotal fight scene. That's where you get that song, and it's like. I would have liked that song in there because it's time relevant and it right. makes a lot of sense. I would have liked that song anywhere else in the movie, but not during this like massive beatdown drag out. To me, it's almost like they could have put it somewhere else in the movie, but then also released a, a new music video for that song using the fight scene. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, that way it's not interrupting the movie. Like, yeah, that's almost yeah, how yeah. it felt. Like, it was because I agree with you. I mean, it felt like it was kind of interrupting the flow of the movie. Yeah. But it's like that movie wanted to make sure you did not forget it was set in the 90s. That's <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Along with what was it? Windows XP and Blockbuster uh, and, yeah. and, you know, like waiting for the. Yeah, the CD to load, which seems, yeah. seems slower than I remember, but right, but right. when you're watching something on a big screen, you know, like you know, you can't do stuff in real time because then you don't re- then you really realize how long it something takes. Sure, yeah. So, as far as music, I kind of just listen to whatever's on the radio. I mean, if I'm in a mood, I'll I'll listen to some like Weird Al or you know, sure, yeah, you know, different stuff like that. But I have a pretty wide taste, so it's just whatever comes up before we wrap it up where can people find you and what should they look for uh upcoming events that you're going to be doing like i said i'm on youtube as anders clay creations and more and um, i mentioned earlier you can just click on where the little yellow monster is please subscribe to my channel subscribes and views help out a lot and you know i try to you know I, i try to read every user or viewer comment so i mean if there's something you want to see me make mention it if it's something i'm also interested in, i might be like oh i've never thought about making that that'd be a lot of fun you know i've done several videos already that were viewer suggestions you know so i try to you know even though it's my channel i want it to be something f- people feel you know that they have a say in and that their feedback you know really matters because it does i'm also on facebook and instagram uh, facebook i think if you look for andrew schmidt and there's a little shell monster if you look for the artist page, you can find me there. Instagram, I think it's Andrews Clay Creations. Uh-huh. I kind of had to modify the name for each, you know, sure. social media, depending on what was taken. Upcoming events, I'll be at Ocon in Council Bluffs, Iowa at the end of June. And that's all I've got scheduled for this year. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And uh, you guys go check out Andrew's work because you need to see it. You need to see it in process. You need to go to his channel and you need to see him uh, serial kill some needle felt. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me on Grolic's podcast. I enjoy your show, so it's an honor to be a guest on it. All right. We're back. Did you enjoy that interview? I did. I didn't listen to it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we sat here while recording and listened through the whole interview before okay. we started talking again. That's how podcasting works. Yep. It's magic. It's science. It's magic science. 
Letters page. I don't believe we have any new letters this episode. None. Uh, we do have something that could be letters that we're going to address next episode, but we're going to hold off on that. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Matt D. Now, we've mentioned him on, I believe, a recent episode. Uh, we mentioned he started a podcast. Listen, you, if you are if you listen to us for any amount of time, you know Matt D. He sends in the Jerry the Gnome clips. Speaking of, he started a podcast not long ago called uh, the 60s Reboot Podcast, or just 60s Reboot. First off, you listener, you should check it out because the first episode, we were half that episode. Mm-hmm. We sent in, <laughs> we kind of took over his first episode. That was pretty good too. His second episode, a character born out of, a hit, a, like, inspired by Jesse's fears. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he sends it, he would send us Jerry the Gnome clips. Uh, if I'm sure you've heard him, listener. Basically, if you haven't hit any, like, holiday episode we do, that's usually when they show up, especially St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Yeah. Well, guess who his second his co-host was on the second episode? It's Matt D and Jerry the Gnome, and it's very well done. It's very entertaining, so you should check that out. And they covered the monsters for their second episode. It's a super yes. fun episode too. They have some great picks. Check that out. Also, it's on the Electronic Media Collective Network now, electronicmediacollective.com. Mm-hmm. But also, super huge shout out. He got bit by the bug because he started a second podcast. Oh, already. that's how you know you're actually a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, when you start <laughs> podcasts on top of podcasts. Yeah. Matt seems like like the kind of guy who gets good ideas. Mm-hmm. The second one, his second podcast, uh, he said was inspired by Make Dad Read Comics as well as Garlic's podcast, which was nice. And it's called Comics with My Kids, in which he podcasts with his kids about comic books. Mm-hmm. And I'll include a link to that, and that will be going up on the podcast network very soon, too. Uh, I have two two more things. Might as well just cover them while we're here. Let's uh, do it, man. We have we have gameplay videos and something exciting that I don't think we've announced on this episode. Uh, uh, you know, on on the Grox podcast yet is that all three of the Grox Prime uh, hosts are now represented on the YouTube channel in gameplay right. videos. Yep, that's super exciting. Well, Randy made such an awesome intro. You ha- kind of have to, you know. It I is, did. It is. <laughs> I won't lie. When I was making them, I'm like, how are they going to refuse if I make them an awesome intro? Yeah. <laughs> like everyone, everyone got a, pr- everyone has a personalized intro, so that when you start one of our gameplay videos, the little player select screen will pop up. You know who's in the video. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I feel like you have the most vanilla one. I do have the most vanilla one because mine was the first, and I was like, what do I do? I don't know. I'll just have them walk forward. Mm-hmm. But then, like. I'm I'm okay with that because and maybe I'll revamp mine someday. I don't know what mine would be, but your guys's was easy. Like uh, <laughs> you know, because you have the Blinkatron, right? Uh, Jasper, I give like an Iron Man thing because I know that's his like ultimate dream is to fly around like Iron Man. And Melanie's, I had no idea. Hers is just off the hook. It's just all over the place. <laughs> so it's like Melanie, what do you want your intro to be? And you're like. You know, fly around on a Pegasus, you know, like Shira is like with the win- rainbow wings and stuff. And you're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, a horse. Oh my God. How am I going to animate this? I did it. I made it you work. You did. She swoops down and picks picks me up and flings me around. And like, it's a fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, though, we actually got some gameplay videos mm-hmm. out with with you. Yeah. I'm, I, they suck. I'm not good at gameplay. I can't fake it up like that. You don't have to. Okay, so listener, you should. I think it's worth it. Like, a lot of people kind of like me and my dread stuff. You know, it's it's not just it's not a real Randy. It's I mean, it is. I'm playing games. I'm reacting. But like, he, he I amps I, it up. I amp it up. That's why I like the dread video so much because I get to do a character. You get real Melanie in her videos. She can't <laughs> yeah. help but be real. I have to bleep those usually she, within 30 she's like, seconds. These controls are dumb. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we we so the two videos so far we've put up are uh we found some free indie horror games. Mm-hmm. Both of them are like made by one guy type games because we tried Human Fall Flat in the past mm-hmm. and that video might still come out, but it was boring. It wasn't well suited for. Yeah, it's not. It's not really. At least the way we did it. I'm like, oh, I fell again. There's Hold like on. an hour of us <laughs> just like nothing <laughs> doing like messing around with a board. 
Like literally there's an hour of us just messing around with a board trying to carry it around. But if you go to the GrawlixPodcast.com website, each gameplay series has its own page now. And so if you go there, you can, for one, you can see all the other gameplay series so you can navigate to them quickly, but also like all the videos, each page has all the videos listed right there. You can watch them all or jump to a certain chapter or whatever. Um, so they're separated by games that we play. Yeah, I think you should you should have another where you can separate it by a player because maybe they, just, they only. Want I thought about see, doing that too. Uh, a little bit of melon. Yeah, eventually that might <laughs> that might need to happen. Is uh, one of my gameplay series just came to an end. Yep, the blinky thing. Yes, Bendy, Bendy, and the Bendy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I finally Bendy finished blinky, that one. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> they're about ready to put out the next game, and <laughs> I finally finished <laughs> the first one. So. Yeah, you, you you just finished that one. You started a new game. There will be one more Bendy video coming out because I've put together a best of clip. Oh, boy. A best of video. <laughs> so it's highlights, and that's a lot of fun. You showed but, uh, me the notes on that, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go through and cut some of the jump scares I had made notes of and throw those together. But, yeah, that'll – one more Bendy video, but the actual Bendy series is over. Yeah. Yeah. Until the next one. Yeah, <laughs> until there's a new game, because I, I won't be able to help myself. And like I mentioned on the website, you can see who's playing what game in the thumbnail. Oh yeah. I put our little cartoon characters up in the upper corner of each one, so you can see who's on each video. Anything else? Uh, just that we're on CastBox. CastBox. It's like a podcast elect- a directory. I don't know what that Delectory. is. Delectory. <laughs> it's a podcast directory and uh, app. If you need a podcast app for your phone, check out CastBox. We're there. We have been getting many listens through there, so we definitely appreciate the people that are already on CastBox. Hello. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, check it out. If you need a link to it, hit up our website, and uh, right on the homepage, there's a link to listen on CastBox. So if you're looking for, you know, if you're on, uh, I'm pretty sure they probably have an Apple app too, but if you're on Android, you don't like the built-in, like, podcast app, try CastBox. It's free. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds great. And if somebody has a pen right now, you should write down to Lectory, because I want to make a thing online where you write down... What does everything taste like for food? And it's going to be called a delectory. Delectory. Oh, delectory. Okay. Delectable delectory. It's a directory of delectables. Yes. Mm. This is Jesse. Five long years he wore this watch up his Grolix. This has been Randy. That's a pretty Grolix good milkshake. I don't know if it's worth $5, but it's pretty Grolix good. This is Melanie. And if my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking Grolix questions. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. careful i don't know what this is what? but i got some type of voice message for me nope who hey dear how are you beautiful days and that's days like possessive and capitalized d on days mm-hmm. beautiful days coming up want to go dating i really want to meet you <laughs> that's why i sent dating. you my that's why i sent you my personal secret profile link at sugarxpartner.com slash a whole bunch of stuff question mark t dash horny well, baby. So let's start. Sex with me, and I'm waiting for you, Bab. I mean, maybe it says baby. I can offers. I think lady. maybe Seen you need to make legit. sure. Make sure you uncheck the boxes when you log into porn sites, and you won't have to deal with that anymore. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>